Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Every game being played this weekend outdoors, not in the state of Florida, Texas, or California, will be played in freezing conditions. We'll try to warm you up here on NFL Now. Hello, I'm Omar Reese in the NFL Network Newsroom. We'll also have much more on the Jags' big win over the New York Jets on Thursday Night Football. But we begin with some big-time injury news about one of the game's greatest players in Aaron Donald. It is new right now, coming into NFL Network. Aaron Donald has been ruled out likely for the rest of the year, according to Sean McVay. He announced at his press conference earlier today he ruled uh, Aaron Donald would be out against the Broncos on Christmas afternoon. For much more on that story, we welcome in our Ian Rappaport, NFL Network insider. What more can you tell us about Aaron Donald and his ankle? Aaron Donald been dealing with a high ankle sprain for about two weeks now, a little bit more. And, you know, the initial thought was that Aaron Donald, uh, after suffering this relatively mild, I would say, high ankle sprain, would probably be back around now or maybe even by uh, the Packers game previously. But look at the way the Rams season has gone. Look at where they are. It's There's just nothing good here. There's no reason to put one of the greats in the game today, or really one of the greats ever, out there on the field with nothing to gain. I know he wants to play. I know he would love to be out there with his teammates. It has been, I mean, it's a bunch of replacements out there for the Rams and just does not make a lot of sense to play Aaron Donald. So Sean McVay admitting what I think had become clear somewhat recently, which is that they are shutting Aaron Donald down for the season to the next time we will see him in 2023. Yeah, bizarre matchup when you look at that Christmas afternoon game between the Rams and the Broncos. A couple teams with 4-10 and ten records. Certainly not the teams we expected to see coming into the season. Meanwhile, big blockbuster contracts for a couple of offensive linemen today. Ian, what more can you tell us about that? Yeah, it was a good day to be a standout rock star offensive lineman. We'll start with the Green Bay Packers taking one of the top free agents off the board before free agency. Elton Jenkins, the versatile do-it-all lineman for the Green Bay Packers, agrees to terms on a four-year, $68 million deal, $17 million per year, the second highest paid guard in the NFL behind Quentin Nelson, has a max value of $74 million, $24 million in a signing bonus in this deal done by Clutch Sports. Massive, massive deal locking up a key piece for the Green Bay Packers. And then the Cleveland Browns did it as well. Jack Conklin. Their starting right tackle, who's been their starting right tackle for several years, overcame a serious, serious knee injury to become really the player he's always been. This year again, he agrees to terms on a four-year deal worth $60 million. He gets $31 million guaranteed, according to his agent, Drew Rosenhaus. Good to see the big fellas getting rewarded, Ian, here ahead of this yeah. Christmas weekend. Thank you very much, Ian Rappaport. Appreciate the insight. As for that Thursday night game last night, it was the Jaguars and the Jets, the top two picks in the 2021 NFL Draft. Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Trevor Lawrence diving into the end zone. It's not free, but there you see clearly breaking the plane. Touchdown Jacksonville. That would cap a 16-play, 96-yard drive. Meanwhile, for New York, it was a struggle all night long for Zach Wilson throwing deep for Garrett 
Wilson, it was knocked down. The Boo Birds were out all night. Fireman Ed does not approve. The crowd was chanting for Chris Strebler. Strebler did move the ball a little bit for New York, trying to get things going with Garrett Wilson. The fumble is popped free, an inadvertent kick. Jaguars win 19-3. The Jets have lost eight straight primetime games, the longest active in the NFL. It's the Jags' third win in a row. Here's our Judy Batista with Josh Allen after the game. We was where we were supposed to be. You know, we were we were gap sound in the run. We stopped the run early. Um, you know, so we forced them to, 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 to get to those situations, to throw the ball quick. And, uh, you know, everybody did their job, man. We, we played as one. We ran to the ball. We communicated. And that's what happened, man. And we just got to continue to go. Season started two and six. You have a chance to get to 500 next week, and you have a chance to win out and win the division. What does it feel like? It's been a long time since Jacksonville was in this spot. Uh, I mean, for me, man, I'm, I'm just totally thankful, totally honored to be a part of the team like this, man. I just think right now we're hitting, uh, we're hitting the right spots right now. And uh, next one's an important one. Uh, but happy things, happy uh, holidays to everybody out there, man. We're going to, you know, glad we get to play on Thursday. We get to spend time with the family on Christmas Day. I'm um, totally thankful for that, man. And uh, after that, man, we got to get ready for Houston. Right. Merry Christmas. Yes, man. Merry Christmas Take to you care. as well. Jack's certainly going to enjoy that Christmas weekend. Mike Garofolo, Mark Ross joining us now. Mike, we'll start with you. You were at the game last night. Jags seem like they're playing with a lot of confidence on both sides of the ball, don't they? They do, and Trevor Lawrence just continues to show that he's uh, incredibly in charge and uh, incredibly comfortable in Doug Peterson's offense. Those two seem to be really jiving uh, right now. Uh, now one interception in the last seven games for Trevor Lawrence going back to that London game where he threw that bad interception near the goal line, and Doug Peterson told me that was a turning point for Lawrence realizing that he needed to really – uh, hunker down and make smarter decisions with the football. And he's certainly done that. There was even one pass last night where uh, he threw it away while under pressure and uh, the broadcast crew kind of got on him a little bit. But even that was a, a smart pass and a smart uh, delivery to get rid of it because there was nobody in the area. So I, I just feel like he's seeing things a whole lot better right now. Peterson as well, you know, getting back into a groove as a head coach and a play caller, and this team is hitting it at the right time. Of course, the way that they are using Travis Etienne, uh, Mark, is just, uh, you could see that they, they came in and out-game-planned the, the uh, Jets defense. Love the inner scout in you there, Mike G. I always knew you had it in you. It's always Yeah, that. you just <laughs> talk, about, <laughs> talk about a difference a year makes, but also just, as you mentioned, you literally see Trevor Lawrence got better throughout the season where earlier he was just kind of managing things, not making a ton of plays. Now over the last couple of weeks, I mean, he is just taking over and making big time plays and Doug Peterson completely scheming things up where that Jets defense was just off balance the whole entire night, which allows that that the Trevor Lawrence and an offense to flourish. And the bigger picture for Jacksonville were a few weeks ago or they seemed out of it now. We know we don't like to say control your own de desti destiny. Let's say control their destination where they've got Houston and then they, they finish up with Tennessee. So that's basically win and in for Jacksonville. And then once they get in the playoffs, they have the elements to, to make a run. They've got the, the quarterback, the franchise quarterback who's making big time plays. They've got playmakers on offense and on defense. We just saw Josh Allen there who can make spectacular plays. So they've got the elements to go along with a well-coached team, playmaking quarterback, playmakers on offense and defense. 
not just get in, but could make a nice little run, Omar. Yeah, Jags 7-8, and eight, same record as the Jets, but the Jags certainly playing their way into playoff contention. Jets seem like they're playing their way out. Robert Sala last night and then this morning, non-committal to Zach Wilson if Mike White is not able to go next week in Seattle. Didn't even answer the question when asked if Zach Wilson could still be their future franchise quarterback. Mike, what do you make of the entire Jets quarterback situation? Well, because Robert Sala just can't say what I'm sure Jets fans want to hear him say right now, which is we've got to move on from this guy because they may need him. If Mike White's not cleared, it was supposedly supposedly a multi-week recovery process before he would be cleared. Now, they've got themselves a nice long break of nine days before their next game, so perhaps he will be cleared by then. So that's why Sala is not giving answers right now because they just don't know. And look, Chris Traveler, when he came into the game, it was exciting for the fans. They had a whole new package of plays that they had practiced anyway for him coming into the game. But he doesn't have the skill set to play quarterback in the NFL. That arm's just not strong enough to make it happen. So once the Jaguars kind of adjusted the things, it was like, all right, he was extremely limited in what he could do. So, you know, you're looking at the possibility of Joe Flacco or Zach Wilson, and you're looking at Wilson potentially getting another chance to say, hey, I can correct this. I could be your franchise quarterback going forward. If it doesn't change, I think we're looking at a Jets scenario where in the offseason it's Mike White, perhaps with competing with somebody else, uh, and, and see what they can do to move Zach Wilson potentially. It's just I, I don't see anything at this point that thrusts Zach Wilson into the conversation for a starting job with the Jets in 2023, Omar. What do you have to add, Mark? Yeah, so as, as you mentioned, Mike, it's Zach Wilson, I think his time is done in there in New York. As we know, there's no more brutal fan base that you have to deal with in New York and the expectations where he just has not come through. And at one point, this Jets team, it looked like, wow, a really a team set for the future, have a great foundation of the past two draft classes, tons of talent on both sides of the ball with their young players, but no quarterback. And if you're talking about going into next season with Mike White or whoever, at one point you're looking at, wow, they're on the on the rise and they've got so much talent. But now you're looking at, wow, are they going to be stuck even for another year or two or three there in New York? As we've seen for so many years, so many misses on quarterbacks. Are they right back to where they were after having so much promise with so much young talent, Omar? Yeah, Sala was asked if the struggles from Zach Wilson are be because of mental or physical miscues. And he said confidence. And obviously hard to get that confidence back the way they are struggling right now and have a trip to Seattle next weekend. Mike, Mark, thank you both very much. Meanwhile, in the NFC East, a big time showdown, a rematch of a week six matchup where Cooper Rush led the Dallas Cowboys into Philadelphia. The Eagles won that game 26 to 17. Cowboys have clinched a playoff spot, which isn't anything new for this Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. What would be new is a deep playoff run, something Ezekiel Elliott is keenly aware of. Love making the playoffs, but like, like I said, I'm looking to make a run. Um, made the playoffs before, I want to make a run. I mean, you can make the playoffs and we've seen it losing the first first round. No, that does not taste good, don't feel good. It's almost worse than not even going to the playoffs. So, <laughs> so I mean, just trying to do whatever we can to to get back the team that this week is, you know, doing what we need to do to get ready to, to beat Philly and then just building on that and, and making sure we're ready to put our best foot forward when, when playoffs come. All right, so Dallas Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott as we're joined now by Jane Slater looking to keep the Eagles from clinching the NFC East and the number one seed in the playoffs this weekend. Jane, what's the Cowboys uh, message heading into this one tomorrow afternoon? 
Well, I heard Dak Prescott say it this week, Omar. It's This is a statement game for ourselves. You know, it's sort of, uh, they got into the playoffs, but it was following a loss against Jacksonville. And let's not forget the week before, almost lost to the Houston Texans. Now they're heading into this game. And while they won't face Jalen Hurts, they've got Gardner Minshew in this one. They still have a ton of weapons. Guys like A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And they're getting Dallas Goddard back who was a pretty big receiving threat for this Jalen for this Jalen Hurts list team heading into this game. Uh, but yeah, the Cowboys are obviously looking for a win, and I guess in theory they could still get the NFC East title. They'd have to win out. The Eagles would have to lose out. So we'll see if they can pull that off. But a win is big for them regardless, just heading into the playoffs and some momentum. Speaking of momentum, Tony Pollard has had a lot of it this season. He got his first Pro Bowl nod yesterday. And, you know, some might wonder, how does that affect Ezekiel Elliott? As Pollard described it, Elliott was the first one to call him. And I want to give you an interesting story about this running backs room and how well they work. Sadly, last week, Skip Pete, their running backs coach, he lost his mother fairly suddenly and he went over the weekend to go see his mother in Phoenix, Arizona, but his flight like all of us lately was severely (laughs) delayed having a tough one with this one so he ends up back in Dallas, doesn't think he's even getting out in time for the game and as he described it to me, he finally gets on a plane and gets to the game but as they're going through pregame warm-ups the running backs realize their position coach isn't there so Quadri Allison who's been in the league for about four years grabs the headset told me that was real fun to listen to some of the signals and some of the calls that were coming in from Kellen Moore and it was Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott and these guys breaking up what their snaps would be and who would be in Skip Pete ends up coming to the game with five minutes left in the first half and Quadri goes to give the tablet over his coach his coach says you guys look like you've got it covered I'll get you on the next series so just an idea of how well this group is working together even though Tony Pollard got the nod these are still two players that feel really good about the way they're playing this year and as Ezekiel Elliott described it to me he said this is the best I felt at this point in the year and I've been dealing with an injury he said at first of course I was a little defensive about sharing the snaps but he says it's working yeah certainly helping the Cowboys stay in line with very small chance, albeit a chance to win the NFC East. Certainly have to win against the Eagles tomorrow to keep that faint hope alive. Jane Slater, thank you very much for that. Can't wait for that game. Can't wait for this one. Josh Allen and the Bills already in Chicago, leaving early because of the weather. That big matchup against Justin Fields and the Bears. We're breaking that one down next on NFL Now. It doesn't show signs of stopping. And I brought some corn for popping. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. (laughs) 
Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Good friends Matt LaFleur and Mike McDaniel will face off as head coaches for the first time this weekend as the Packers and their 6-8 and record head down to South Florida to face the Dolphins who are at 8-6. and six. Packers have won a couple games in a row to play their way back into the hunt in the NFC playoff picture while the Dolphins have lost three straight looking to turn it around with some home cooking there here. Week 16, you see their social media team putting Week 16 Packers at Dolphins there at Hard Rock Stadium. For much more on this matchup, we welcome in our Cameron Wolf and Jim Trotter. And Cam, we'll start with you. Which matchup are you looking at for this one that could decide it? Omar, first of all, I'm looking at Mike McDaniel and Matt LaFleur, two good good friends who are head coaches of this game. And McDaniel said earlier this week, or today actually, I love how LaFleur stayed true to himself, but mostly he's a top three most attractive head coach in NFL <laughs> history. And that was his comment there. But on a serious note, LaFleur knows McDaniel well, and he knows that McDaniel wants to run the football. And last week, I don't know if you've played NFL Street, but Raheem Mostert had an NFL Street level run for 67 yards on that Bills defense, and it really sparked and brought back a Dolphins run game that's been anemic throughout the season, and that to me is the key for this Dolphins team. We all know about Tyreek and Jalen and Tua, but this team has to become a dual threat offense for them to make noise down the stretch and into the playoffs, and Raheem Mostert and potentially Jeff Wilson are going to be a big part of the Dolphins game plan against a Packers defense that ranks in the bottom five, Jim. Yeah, you know, Cam, what's interesting here is that four and eight, the Packers knew they had to win out to have any shot at the playoffs. And they won the first two against the Bears and the Rams. But those are teams that were seven and 21 combined. Now the real test began against Miami and then following with Minnesota and Detroit. And the thing that's interesting here is that the defense, as you mentioned, is going to be key for Green Bay. In beating the Bears and the Rams, they were facing offenses that were 19th and 31st in points scored. In facing the Dolphins, Vikings, and Lions, they're facing offenses that are in the top nine in points scored. Now, I talked to a Green Bay coach who told me they feel good about where they're at since giving up 40 points to the Eagles. They've held their last two opponents to an average of 15-plus. So from that standpoint, they know they are going to be solid and sound against these Dolphins to have any shot of reaching the playoffs. Cam, you mentioned NFL Street. What is that? You ever seen the Ricky Williams on the cover breaking tackles, uh, running through turbo speed? Come on, you got to check it out. It's a PlayStation a video game, game in other words. Yeah, yeah, video game. Okay. Yeah, video game. All right. Yeah, we got to keep up with Cam Wolf, Jim Trotter, a couple of handsome I was like, I, mi- I missed my audience clearly. Themselves. Hey, hey over, over my head, but that's why we ask. We'll learn something here at NFL now besides these tremendous NFL matchups. Cam, Jim, thank you both very much. This is another be a fun one. Josh Allen and the Bills looking to maintain that number one seed in the AFC playoff picture against Justin Fields trying to work some magic for the Bears. Here's Matt Eberflus talking about Josh Allen. You know, he has a really good ability to, you know, throw the ball on time, but also due to the untimed downs. Um, you've seen him scramble around and, and uh, you know, he's so big and he's able to stay alive 
um, on those untimed downs and deliver the ball. And the guy and the guys that are working with them are do a great job of uncovering. You know, they get covered and then do a nice job in the scramble drill to be able to uncover and and work themselves open. So I think the, it's a combination of all those things. But uh, they've certainly done a great job with him, coaching him, you know, and developing him over the years. And uh, he's one of the premier players in the NFL for sure. For more on this matchup, let's welcome in our Mike Chiardi and Mark Ross. You see the graphic there. Temperature 12 degrees, feels like negative 8, wind 22 miles per hour. Now the Bills play in western New York. Weather usually not an issue for them, but how are they preparing for this trip to Chicago with the weather in mind? Well, Mark, two game plans. Ken Dorsey, their offensive coordinator, said we have a contingency plan. You have to. We said we actually had one in place last week when they played the game on Saturday night against the Dolphins, and he said, but we got fortunate there and that the snow didn't come until late in the game. And he said at that point, it didn't really impact the footing. He said, but we definitely have things in place because you really are concerned about the footing in particular. He said, you don't want to have a guy try to make a cut, a hard cut and then fall on the ground and your quarterback's throwing it directly into a defensive back's chest. He said, they're playing a little safer. We're trying to play hard. You don't want to do that. And he, he pointed to Brian Dable and the work that Dable did as an OC last year in that game against the Patriots in early December. And we know the Patriots won the game. But in the second half, Dable sort of said, we can throw this with Josh Allen. And he kind of gives them an opportunity to do some things in the weather that maybe some other teams would not do because he has that strong arm. Allen said, I'm used to you know, the, the conditions, whether it be in the NFL from playing in that game or, of course, from his time in college at Wyoming. Laramie, not exactly the nicest place to play games <laughs> in the wintertime, I would say. Yeah, those high Rockies, that wind comes off like you wouldn't believe there at Laramie, Wyoming. Mark, what do you have to say about Justin Fields and the Bears ahead of this one? Hey, look, I, I love Justin Fields and the maturation that he's shown this year. I love that he finally broke out and was able to show his playmaking ability with his arm and particularly with his legs. Got to be excited if you're a Chicago fan for the future of Justin Fields leading this team. But I want to see Justin Fields get a signature win here down the stretch. You know, they've got the Bills, they've got Detroit, they've got Minnesota their last three games. He's had six losses this year by one score. So I want to have just see Justin Fields. We know he's talent deprived on that, that, that team is a completely talent deprived at every game they go into. But I want to see Justin Fields put that team on his back and get a signature win or two in these last three wins just to show, you know what, I'm going to be in that superstar status with the Josh Allens of the world, Omar. Yeah, Justin Fields already the third quarterback in NFL history with 1,000 rushing yards in a season, hoping to add to this 2022 legacy for him here in that regard. Mike, Mark, thank you both very much. Still to come here on NFL Now, we are looking at the Lions who continue to surge in the standings thanks to Dan Campbell and his leadership. That's next on NFL Now, the Lions leap. I like that. The kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, 
features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Since 2017, the NFL has provided more than $244 million to more than 40 national grant partners and more than 600 grassroots organizations across the country, part of the NFL's Inspire Change campaign, which is celebrated year-round, but especially in focus here during weeks 15 and 16. The league has also awarded funding to five new national grant partners, one of them being Peace for D.C., an organization working to eliminate violence and create safe and peaceful communities in the District of Columbia. For much more on that, we welcome in Lashana Thompson-L, Executive Director for Peace for D.C. And Lashana, I want to start by asking how you and the NFL became partners here for this Inspire Change campaign. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to have the support of the NFL. And we've been learning about all the great work that the NFL has been doing and we decided to apply for one of the grants and was awarded. And it's so interesting because simultaneously, one of the players, Charles Leno, well, his wife reached out and wanted to adopt the DC Peace Academy for the holiday. And so some of the photos you just showed is uh, photos of the holiday party that we had for our students and their children to celebrate them during the holiday season. So the NFL is doing just great social just- justice work and Somehow never Peaceful D.C. came on their radar and they decided to support us. You mentioned Charles Leno, the social justice working group by the NFL comprised of five players and legends, as well as five club owners as well, approved those grants. And specifically, you guys, the Peace for D.C. campaign goes towards the academy. Can you explain what that program is and how that might help reduce violence in D.C. communities? Yes, the DC Peace Academy is a three-month training for violence interrupters and outreach workers and credible messengers in DC who are working in various high-risk neighborhoods that have been basically had prevalent shootings for decades. And so the DC Peace Academy, the students are nominated. They're already working in community to interrupt violence and mediate conflicts and change norms around gun violence. And they work for community-based organizations that have been funded by DC government to implement community violence intervention. So we started the academy to basically build on their expert skills and help them to develop their mediation skills and life coaching skills and learn CBT, which is cognitive behavior theory, where they're helping high-risk individuals learn to regulate their emotions and respond differently to conflict when they have experienced trauma and they live in neighborhoods where gun violence is prevalent. Is that their motivation? You found a lot of these students, they've had experiences themselves and now they wanna help their own communities? 
Yes, we grew up, when I grew up in Ward 8, born, born and raised in Ward 8 in D.C., we consider that east of the river. It's where we have the most concentrated poverty, where we have the least amount of hospitals, the most challenged schools, and most of our, of our gun violence, unfortunately, in D.C. happens in Ward 8. And so many of our violence interrupters and outreach workers, even our hospital professionals, have been directly impacted by gun violence and have lost family members and loved ones to gun violence. And unfortunately, some of us have been on the other side of this problem because violence is a learned behavior. And we grew up in these communities and we've been impacted by this trauma and infected with this disease. But yet we have been able to transform our lives. And now we want to go back and help other people do the same. And we want to try to help people before they actually get involved in, in violence or they actually cause harm to someone because, as you know, the consequences are so severe in terms of the loss and the impact of families and the incarceration rates and the, just the generational impact of this trauma and violence on, on communities and young people. So we want to heal communities with a transformative justice approach where we help people to understand that there's a different way to respond to conflict when you have, you know, conflict is inevitable and trauma is not going away today. However, we, we strongly believe that if we could teach people how to regulate their emotions and each one teach one, help people how to respond to the conflicts that they're seeing, then we can heal communities and prevent shootings and reduce gun violence in DC. Yeah, Lashana Thompson L, Peace for DC. You're doing great work finding specific solutions to specific problems. Thank you so much for joining us here at NFL Now, and, and thank you for participating in the NFL's Inspired Change campaign. Thank you so much. Happy holiday. You too. Thank you. All right, great work by Lashana and company. Great work by these teams still alive in the NFC playoff picture. You see, because of the Giants' big win, they now have that tiebreaker over Washington. So you're talking about Washington, Seattle, Detroit. You see the other teams at 6-8, and eight, the NFC South teams at 5-9, and nine, still hoping for a division uh, championship by way into the playoffs. But let's focus in on Washington, Seattle, and Detroit, because theoretically at this point, they can still control their own destiny by winning out. For much more on those teams, let's welcome back our Mark Ross and Jim Trotter. And we'll start with Seattle, Jim. The Seahawks going to Kansas City. They're on a bit of a losing streak, can't really find their way from what they had earlier in the year. How do they get it back going against Patrick Mahomes and company? Well, Omar, one of the things they've got to do is run the football. Look, they're going to be playing without Tyler Lockett, their leading receiver. They're going to be playing in potentially windy and frigid conditions in Kansas City. So they have got to be able to establish the run. The problem is they have been inconsistent in that area the last five games, averaging just 60 yards. Now, some of that has been lack of execution, but some of that has simply been lack of opportunities. In three of those last five games, they have attempted just 14 rushes. Now, Pete Carroll, their head coach, said, look, we've got to be committed to it. He said, and more than anything, we've got to keep doing it. We've got to take our swings and let, and the plays will pop at some point. He said, I just want frequency. So one thing you can expect is Seattle to lean on the run game come Sunday. Yeah, Geno Smith named to the Pro Bowl this week. will certainly have to play like that if they have a chance there in Kansas City. As for the Washington Commanders, Mark, they are currently the seventh seed. Potential playoff preview against the San Francisco 49ers this weekend. What's their outlook with still Taylor Heineke leading the way? 
Yeah, I thought last week's game against the Giants was essentially a play-in game. Whoever won that game was going to go to the playoffs, and whoever lost it would probably be out with those Detroit Lions looming. And especially this week, going out to San Fran, that is not the way to try to get right or win a game for Washington. And Taylor Heineke, look, had a fantastic season. The team believed in him, but he's still a very, very limited quarterback. And you saw that against the Giants. Those two fumbles that he had really crushed any hope that they had. He had a couple big throws late. But even that run to the end zone where he got stopped on the goal line, he had a clear path to the end zone. He just is not making winning plays and doesn't have the ability to ascend to kind of carry a team and make big time plays. So will we see Carson Wentz come back and get back in the mix again if Taylor Heineke struggles to try to salvage the season? The repeat of kind of when Carson got hurt and then Nick Foles came in. Could he do the same for, for Washington there, Omar? Well, that's a crazy defense to go up against when you're talking about a quarterback need, needing to save a season. That 49ers top-ranked defense with D'Amico Ryans and company. Meanwhile, we're, we're talking about the third team in our focus here, the Detroit Lions. Winners of three in a row, Mark. They are surging in the standings. And one of those teams where it seems like if they do get in, nobody would want to play them. Yeah, and won six of the last six, seven, and that's all due to the coaching of Dan Campbell, uh, Aaron Glad, Johnson, the offensive coordinator, but also these players have really stepped up. Jared Goff looks like a new man. We know what St. Brown has done, Aiden Hutchinson on the defensive side, but they're just playing with supreme confidence, togetherness, been a part of Super Bowl runs, late season runs where you just feel like you cannot lose and everybody is playing together for one goal, no egos, and that's when I look at this Detroit team. I think they will get in, will be a tough out, whoever they play. Yeah, Mark, when you talk about a lack of ego, we talk about offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, and Coach Dan Campbell and quarterback Jared Goff and others have told me he is an unsung hero of what's taken place thus far. He's creative, he relates to the players, and in fact, go back to that Minnesota game and that pass to Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle, he had designed that, and they had repped it in practice and whatnot, and they gave all credit to Ben Johnson for calling that play. So he is a guy to keep an eye on, particularly as we know. When you talk about potential head coaches, uh, owners love offensive coordinators and guys who are hot in that area. So he might be a guy to keep a watch on. Yeah, that Sewell play, one of those iconic images of 2022 that certainly if the Lions do get into the playoffs, going to be a highlight we're seeing for years and years to come. Mark, Jim, thank you both very much. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 